You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 218 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, we are going rapid fire over a bunch of topics and getting you ready for spring training baseball on Sunday. So make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Before I get into the actual episode, because there's just random tidbits to get to, uh, I do want to wish a very happy birthday to the greatest of all time that is matt stairs and it's uh it's his birthday on saturday the 27th of february so uh if you're a matt stairs fan that's when his birthday is so if you're listening to this on saturday look up some matt stairs highlights on youtube and i don't know chug a beer some maple syrup or something because he's canadian um ha 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 canadia um, yeah, it's Matt Stairs' birthday. He's one of my favorite players of all time. That's why he gets a special, special shout out on the episode. I wish I had more to say about Matt Stairs, but it's like, hey, you remember that time that I hit that monster home run and he had that amazing swing? That's all of the home runs. None of them stand out from one another. I just really liked watching him play because look at him. He's a he's a god. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's get into the actual show here, you guys. Uh, I wanted to mention this at the top of the show. I mentioned it at the end of the last episode, but we are doing some uh, changes to the format of the the show. According to Locked On, Uh, we're going to five days. So that's something that we do every time that uh, spring training rolls around. So we are going to five days starting on Monday, March 1st. We go five days a week with Locked On A's and all the other Locked On Baseball podcasts too, but Locked On A's. Um, We're also going to be doing three segments now as opposed to the usual two, and shows are going to be a little bit longer. Uh, They want us to go 22 to 30 minutes, which is kind of where I've been going anyway. So I'll I'll have three different segments though, and I talked about the format a little bit. I'm going to do it again here in just a sec, but uh, basically it just means more ace talk for you guys. Is what more ace talk and more of me stumbling through ads. So get excited about all of those things. I also wanted to go over the format just a little bit for the three segments. The first segment would basically be me going over the previous day's A's game, what I took away, what the uh, what baseball savants is saying, uh, expected stats, stuff like that. Things that jump out to me uh, and you know, storylines too. So if like Ramon Laureano charges, I'm gonna talk about that a little bit more probably, but. Um, that that will be the first segment. Uh, I may even bring back your exit velo leader of the day because I thought that that was fun. Taught a little bit about sabermetrics. We'll see. Uh, the second segment, the, the plan is to talk about the A's minor league affiliates uh, and keep track of guys that are down on on the farm, if you will. Um, just keep track of who's doing well, who could be in tune for a call-up, who's progressing uh, further than we thought they might. Uh, Just keeping you guys updated with the minor leagues. That's what I want to do with the second segment. But uh, in theory, it sounds great. But AAA will be the only game in town until May when AA starts. So it's not going to be a ton of content to start, but I think that we'll get there eventually in that second segment. And, you know, I can wing it for different topics on the second segment as well. So um, also there's a new scheduling system in AAA where they're going to be doing five game series uh, 
every series is a five-game series, and then they have an off day. So it'll be like uh, Las Vegas against Reno for five games, and then day off. And then they go to like Sacramento or wherever, and they, they keep doing that. So um, there's going to be days where there's not something to talk about right there. And then I'll have to fill that time anyway. So um, that, that'll be the thought process on this so far. Uh, those are the first two segments. The third segment, the plan is to rebrand last year's Westwatch, where I would go over how teams in the AL West did each day and turning that into a look at the A's next two opponents and how they did each day. My example from last time was if the A's have the Rangers and the Twins coming up on their schedule for the following week, uh, how are they doing? Who's hot? Who's looking good? Uh, trying to find a plan of attack for the A's when they come to town or the A's go to their towns. Uh, that, that's what the third segment's going to be. And maybe I'll throw in, if that's not taking up enough time, maybe I'll throw in a, uh, hey, th this was a fun thing that happened in baseball today as well. So um, it, it should be fun. I mean, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it probably. So that's once the season starts. In the next month, uh, we, we have something for the network that, that the network wants us to do, which is uh, going over AL West uh, division rivalries and stuff like that. So uh, on Wednesday, I'm going to have Brent McGuire of Locked On Angels on again. We're going to be talking about uh, the A's and Angels and doing all that stuff. Then the following week, we got the Astros and A's, obviously. Uh, and then after that, you got the Rangers again. Uh, you got, you know, Bryce Patrick. He's been on the show a bunch of times. And then uh, the final week will be DC Lundberg of the Mariners podcast. So uh, that will be the next four Wednesdays for you guys. Uh, other than that, I'll probably be looking at like the spring stat line of the day because that sounds like a lot of fun to me, actually. You're like, ooh, he got two at bats and he hit two home runs or some weird funky thing that happened in spring training, whether it's with the A's or around baseball. Um, just, you know, spring's fun. It, weird things happen in spring training. So I'll keep an eye on that stuff as we work up towards the season. And obviously, this is just a template for the episodes, uh, you know, once the season gets going. But obviously, not every episode is going to be this formulaic. This is how I would like it to be. But I know that things happen, you know. Uh, big game happens for the A's, and we've got to talk about their walk-off win for a couple of segments or something. And then things might be more condensed. But this is generally how I would like the episodes to look. But I'm definitely going to wing it sometimes, because I'm a wild man like that. Uh, <laughs> if this was radio, I'd go like, bow, 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 uh, some wild sound like that um also does anybody know what that sound is called because i love it and i would love to incorporate that sound more um hit me up at locked on a's on twitter and instagram um anyway, so with all of that stuff out of the way i also wanted to mention that games start on sunday baseball games on sunday so the next time you guys hear me we'll be talking about seven innings of live baseball that the a's just played uh, their first game on the docket is going to be against their World Series champion Dodgers at 12.05 California time. And, and those first couple of weeks are always weird because uh, the time difference hasn't settled yet. So uh, once daylight savings time happens again in a couple of weeks, then it'll be one o'clock as usual. But uh, for the next couple of weeks, the A's are playing at 12 unless they have a night game, which is I didn't look terribly hard at the schedule. I'm just, I'll just wake up every day and be like, oh, this is when they play. Cool. Anyways, uh, so the first few games are going to be seven innings because you can do that apparently this year uh, just to, for fun. I, I think it's for fun. <laughs> They're worried about injuries is what it is, but it's for fun. Um, 
And starters are not going to be used for the first few games either, so we're likely going to be getting our first looks at guys like Danny Jimenez, the Rule 5 uh, hopeful, and also Nick Turley, who is out of options. Both guys are vying for spots in the bullpen. Uh, and th there's going to be some other non-roster invitees that will probably be uh, getting some work a little bit early. Uh, just because they're non-roster guys, and that's when you use them is early in the spring. So uh, keep, keep an ear out for those. I don't think that they're going to be on TV much. My general plan every day is, hey, uh, open the MLB app and turn on the radio and see if there's like a feed that you can watch. Uh, otherwise, I'm listening to the radio broadcast, which I'm actually very excited about because I miss Vince and Ken and sometimes Ray, and it'll be a good time. So uh, that's the spring training and show notes for you guys. Uh, and I, I should probably talk about the stadium situation. And honestly, I'm not good at this is where I fall short. I think as somebody who likes the A's, this is not my strong suit. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, off the top, because I'm not going to give you guys a ton of information here, so I apologize, but uh, it's all of the jargon that they use in these articles just goes over my head. I don't have the attention span to stay interested in this. Tell me yes or no. That's all that I'm asking. And it sounds like there are a lot of steep hurdles to climb to start building at Howard Terminal, so it's going badly or good? I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to link to Alex Coffey's piece on, you know, the A's stadium situation, the latest on the A's stadium situation uh, in the show notes. So check that out. Uh, she has a much better idea of what's going on than I do. And I'm sorry that I am. This is just not my thing. I, I'm good at roster construction and trades and, you know, A's history. And I like everything besides covering the stadium situation. I like that stuff. I, I just don't get excited about, ooh, bureaucracy, let's get into it. So I'd much rather lead you guys to places where you could be well-informed on the topic as opposed to, uh, you know, me accidentally leading you guys astray with things as uh, as my stupid brain uh, comprehends them. So uh, I'm going to link to Alex Coffey's piece in the show notes. And that's uh, that's how we're going to talk about the A Stadium situation. Uh, I will say that the, the latest renderings that they had of the Waterfront Brawl Park look really pretty. So there's my input on the stadium situation. And uh, if you haven't seen them, they have like a low fence over in right center field that could theoretically lead to some balls going into the water after rolling for like a really long time. And that's fun. It looks nice. And uh, I like the walkway beyond the outfield fence where you could presumably just peer into the game as well. Uh, it looked like a, a modified version, not necessarily the same aesthetic feel or anything, but uh, at Oracle Park, the Giants ballpark, where you can uh, go up to the fence in, you know, uh, right field, Le right field. Yes. And uh, you, you can just like watch the game from under, you know, the big wall that they got. And that's kind of fun. Um, it, it's like that only more open and less claustrophobic. So uh, it looks pretty. But these are these are just pictures and they look nice, but they didn't get me excited about the ballpark. Sorry. After 20 years of waiting, shovels being in the ground is going to be pretty much the only thing that gets me optimistic that this is going to happen. So in the meantime, I'll be speculating on when Matt Chapman will get traded. And uh, yeah, let me know when the shovels are in the ground, guys. And then uh, <laughs> we can get going and get excited. So anyways, coming up on the show, I'm talking about Nick Turley and a change he may have made to his delivery. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. 
Today's episode is brought to you guys by rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there, how did you hear about us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Today's show is also brought to you guys by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, and they have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. All you got to do is head over to their website, betonline.ag, or you can use your mobile device to sign up today and you receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Recently on the Locked On Today podcast, they talked about whether or not the relationship between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks is broken. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like here in podcasts. Uh, ratings and reviews, always appreciated. Follow us at so- on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So for what feels like the 10th episode in a row, I'm bringing up Nick Turley. I know that it hasn't been 10 in a row, but it feels like I mentioned him quite a bit because I like him. Um, and he's the lefty reliever that the A's traded cash to Pittsburgh for uh, a couple months back when it felt like uh, the A's weren't going to make any moves. They were like, hey, Nick Turley, that's our guy. So maybe that's why I'm high on him. I'm like, they're going to turn him around. So uh, that's who we're talking about right now. And that's the background on how they got him. So this whole thing that I'm going to talk about right now is because Matt Kawahara of the SF Chronicle tweeted out a video of Turley throwing like two pitches a couple days back. I watched it a few times and uh, it looked like his delivery was a little bit more over the top than it had been with Pittsburgh because to my untrained eye, it looked like he had a three quarters delivery with Pittsburgh and this one looked a little bit more over the top to me. And this may not be accurate. I'm, I'm putting that out there. This may not be what I saw. Uh, the video was shot through a fence and down the right field line. So arm angles, maybe not the best from a side view, uh, but his arm angle did look different to me. Uh, and I'm also not a professional scout by any means. And I'm leaving the door open that I didn't actually see what I thought I saw, but having a different arm slot would be something very much in the realm of possibilities for a guy that the A's traded cash for this season. And uh, it, it, they didn't trade for a 750 ERA last year, I'll tell you that. So they were going to do something to him, and maybe it's a different arm slot. And for those of you guys that haven't heard me rant about uh, Nick Turley for a while, um, he throws 95 from the left side and has elite-level spin rates on his fastball and curveball. So there is a lot of potential there if he can cut down his walk rate, which ranked in the 18th percentile, which is not the side of that scale that you want 
want to be on. So if they can help him hone in his pitches a little bit, then maybe he'd be a very, very good uh, lefty reliever for league minimum. And uh, that's so if you think that that's something that the A's might be interested in, a lefty reliever with some upside that costs them nothing, then Nick Turley might be the guy for you. And that's why I think that, you know, they probably did something to his delivery. Maybe it's different grips. Maybe it's uh, his arm slot. It's something. It's got to be because why would they not? Um, so yeah, that's that's why I'm thinking about Nick Turley is because that video got me thinking. And it also got me thinking about AJ Puck uh, potentially being added to the bullpen at some point because these could get some useful innings out of him and also limit his workload uh, if he's in the bullpen. And I've been on the Puck to the bullpen train since the podcast started. You guys can check the tape on that. Um, and so that got me thinking about AJ Puck and his delivery. And then Turley's three-quarter arm angle could present some problems because if they have the same arm angle, then that's not great because then you're getting two guys that throw hard from the left side that basically have the same arm angle. And uh, if you watch the Rays in the playoffs, then they had a chart that was showing these different release points for each Tampa Bay reliever, and it looked like the hands of a clock going like a full 180. So basically, they were saying that the Rays were successful because each reliever had a different arm angle, different arm action, and you couldn't pick up, you couldn't just focus on a release point because everybody had a different one, and uh, that's some next day, next level thinking uh, for teams these days. And I think that the A's would be one of those teams that would definitely consider something like that. So uh, Nick Turley switching his arm angle makes some sense. And if Turley is in fact going from over the top, then there would be slight differences in arm angle for him, AJ Puck and Jake Diekman, all hard throwing lefties. And then that would lend itself to what Tampa Bay was doing last year and what got them to the World Series or, you know, one of the factors that got them to the World Series. And then if you factor in the newest addition uh, in Caleric, who tops out at like 90 miles an hour and throws pretty much from the side, then that's four solid arms from the left side that you could add to the bullpen depth chart. And they all have slightly different arm angles, and I think that that could be one half of the A's clock right there. And that leads me to my final point, and that's that I, I saw a couple of A's projected opening day rosters get released this last week, and I don't believe that I saw Turley, uh, I didn't see Turley on any of them, and I don't think that I saw Danny Jimenez on any of them either. So those are two guys. You got Danny Jimenez, rule five pick. You got Nick Turley out of options. So they have to make the team or, you know, uh, Danny Jimenez is offered back to the Blue Jays and uh, Nick Turley's DFA'd and then probably gets claimed on waivers because these may have fixed him but they just don't have room because they made all these additions. So, And I know that they were both acquired before the A's actually started trying this offseason and that the bullpen configuration has changed significantly with the additions of Petit, Caleric, Romo, and Rosenthal. But as I mentioned last week or, you know, the week before, I don't, I don't know when I mentioned it because time is uh, escaping me these days. Uh, quarantine brain. Um, but it, it's about finding innings this year. You got to have guys that you can trust to go throw innings. And I think that Jimenez and Nick Turley are going to be part of that mix. Uh, we already know that Jimenez has a new grip on some of his breaking pitches. So that's what they've done to hopefully correct some of uh, his foibles from his time with the Giants last year. But Nick Turley, if he's coming up from up top, maybe that helps him uh, control the ball a little bit better. But as I was alluding to just a second ago, uh, I, I talked about this a week or two ago, and that is, uh, you know, after the shortened season, it's going to be tough for these guys to go out there and throw 
all of the innings that they're accustomed to, like 150 to 200 innings for the starters. And that means that more guys are going to be used out of the bullpen. You might need 12 to 14 relievers just to get you through the season. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be, you know, things that keep you on the, the IL for a couple of weeks, could be a couple of months. We just don't know what the injuries are going to look like in 2021 after that shortened 2020 season. Uh, or guys' arms going to be able to take it. We, we don't know. And I think that teams are going to be very cautious with how they use guys. And that's why they're going to need all of this extra depth in their bullpens, in their starting rotations. He has got, you know, seven or eight guys that can throw some innings at it for the starting rotation. Maybe you could throw Puck in there too, make it eight or nine. But I think that this year that injuries are going to play a big role in who does well, who doesn't, and you're going to want that depth. And that's why I said in my own opening day roster preview, I think it was uh, in the one where Trevor Rosenthal and uh, Mitch Moreland got added to the team. I think it was in that episode that I talked about this. Uh, It was a Friday episode last week, I believe. Um, And in my roster preview, I had Danny Jimenez and Nick Turley making the team in my eyes because they're going to want that depth. And they traded for them for a reason or, you know, acquired them for a reason. And the A's saw some sort of value in them before making all of these other bullpen additions. And if they're going to have to go through like 12 to 14 bullpen arms this season, I'd imagine that they would be on that depth chart. They're not going to be the like 15th and 16th best relief arms in the bullpen. And so the problem that you run into is the roster crunch in the bullpen. And you got Danny Jimenez. He, he has to stay on the big league roster all season, that's 26 guys. He has to be one of the 26 guys on the roster all season unless he gets hurt or he gets offered back to the Blue Jays. Nick Turley, as I said, is out of options. And on that episode last week when I did my roster preview, I said that Lou Trevino would probably start the season in the minors if everybody stays healthy to get through spring training into the regular season. And that's because he has options and injuries are likely going to happen. You're going to want these guys in the minors and he's the only guy that you can really send down. So it has to be Lou Trevino unless you're going with a nine man bullpen, which doesn't make sense because then you have a three man bench and then uh, it it gets convoluted. So I don't know how that would work out unless the A's made a trade. And like if uh, Jed Lowry looks good and he's going to be playing second base most of the time and you want to really roll that die, then maybe you can trade like a Tony Kemp or something like that. But uh, otherwise you're going to have an eight man bullpen, I think, uh, even to start the season. And that would mean that you got Lou Trevino starting in AAA with, you know, he'd be the first man up. If anybody gets hurt, he's first man up. And then you got Burt Smith and Jordan Weems behind him as the traditional relievers. And then there could also be some room for AJ Puck a little bit down the line. If he's proven to be healthy, works up his arm strength a little bit. And also there's other starting prospects too, that, you know, could be in the mix. And if Turley and Jimenez don't make the roster, my guess is that it will, it would be because the adjustment that the A's had them make, it didn't work, not because of a roster crunch. So unless, you know, they're getting shelled day after day because they stink as opposed to they're trying to work on something. Um, so if they're getting shelled, you know, day one, if they get shelled on Sunday, if they pitch on Sunday, then, oh, well, I don't think that they're getting cut right away. I think that it would be more of a, if they're still getting shelled like three weeks in the spring training, four weeks in the spring training, like right before the season starts, because they're going to be, they're going to get that amount of time. Um, and so you gotta, you gotta see how they progress throughout spring training. And if, there's no progress being made, then I think that they could be offered back, you know, either on waivers or DFA'd or offered back to the Blue Jays. And that's what's going to happen. I think that they're going to make their opening day roster, though, if they look to be okay. because why would the A's go after these guys to improve something in their delivery or just something about, you know, the grip or the arm angle or, you know, try and make them better pitchers only to just give them away 
when they still need depth for, to get through this entire 162 game season. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. So uh, you heard it here first, I think. If, if it happens, I'm replaying this audio like in every episode, just so you guys know. <laughs> so on that fun note, Spring Training Baseball will be on the radio on Sunday at noon, and I'll be going over the first seven innings of Spring Training Baseball on Monday. So get excited about that. I'm also going to do a very depressing uh, look into... Uh, the, the A's free agents after the season, just to, you know, get you guys, Hey, baseball's back, but also guess what's looming. Um, so yeah, until then stay indoors and celebrate good times. Oakland, keep wearing those masks and I'll talk to you guys soon.